Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Thursday, February 3rd, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is excited for Olympic hockey to start. Yay! It'll be super fun. Uh, We're doing some good content over on Locked On NHL, some special episodes for the Olympics. So if you're interested in that, you can tune in over there. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Flyers to keep up to date on all our episodes and Flyers news. You can also email the show at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. You can find Russ Cohen here on Twitter at Sportsology. On today's show, we are going to talk about the Flyers on break. I feel like it's spring break. It feels that way. All the kids are escaping. Uh, We're going to get into the All-Star game a little bit and then do our prospect profile, this time on Cole Knubel. And if that last name sounds familiar, it should. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe and you'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. All right, Russ. So we got word via the Flyers yesterday that they officially sent down for the All-Star break Jackson Cates, Morgan Frost, Isaac Ratcliffe, and Cam York, which, again, absolutely as expected because of the time off. And it'll give them a chance to get more practices in and a couple of games in. Uh, if they decide to do that for the Phantoms. Uh, The Phantoms have two games this weekend. They played one game during the day yesterday in Bridgeport at that uh, 10.30 a.m. game that we talked about on the Tuesday episode. If you haven't listened to that show, our weekly Phantoms update, we talked a lot about what they could be working on this weekend. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, Jackson Cates was the only one of the four who played in that game yesterday. It was not a good game. Phantoms lost. And Mm -hmm. um, I don't think that many people played well in it overall. Uh, And uh, so it was a little bit of a struggle. But uh, if Morgan Frost and Isaac Radcliffe and Cam York check in to the other two games this upcoming weekend, I think that could help the Phantoms and help them. Yeah, no question. I mean, there's, there's no negative here. You want these guys playing. You don't want them sitting around. You, there's still things that they can gain by playing because it's early in their career. And just the idea that you're keeping them active, keeping them practicing, keeping their mind in it, it's better for them when when the Flyers are back in action. Like, was it next Wednesday is their next game? Yep. And against Detroit. And that's that's good because you'll have some guys coming in hot then rather than, you know, maybe even some – they they – Someone like him, York, could come in with a little more momentum than somebody, you know, who's been sitting out. So that's good. It's a positive. I think so, too. And I think some might question doing that for Morgan Frost because, you know, of all those guys, he is the most locked in, I think, to a spot on the Flyers roster. And I think it's actually pretty 
good that he did get sent down because I think he's the kind of guy, especially the way his game has been progressing. If he set out a week, I don't think it would be good for his game overall. And I think he needs to stay in that headspace. And I think that it'll give him a chance to maybe get some of the offensive side of his game going again from the creativity side of things he'll have a little bit more room to work with and he's already built up a certain degree of confidence where I think that he could start trying some more of those things in a couple of Phantoms games and then come back to the Flyers in a really good position there's no doubt that's a big deal I mean the fact that if he could get some points on the board, working, coming off of the hard work that he's been doing, he's working well in the neutral zone now. He's playing a little more physical. Uh, he had a really good shot in the last game that I thought could have been a goal. So, yeah, if a little of that goes in and he gets more confidence, better, better for him. Absolutely. I think that of all these guys, he could be the one that benefits the most from having this extra weekend of games. I think in the two slot for that would be Cam York. I think that he has really played well. I think overall, I I think that he looks like he knows what he's doing out there with the Flyers. I think he's done really well with communication, no matter who he's been partnered with. I think he's had some good moments on the power play. I think his decision making is getting a little bit better and better with each game. And I think that maybe sending him down, you want to give him the opportunity to be in specialized positions, maybe put him out there in more of a PK situation, put him out there in a single defenseman a power play quarterbacking position. Mm-hmm. Right now he's been out there with the Flyers mostly in a two defenseman setup. Right. So maybe give him some more opportunities in that single defenseman setup. And I think that this could be really good for him as well. Yeah, again, yeah, the the single power play quarterback thing would be massive. Like that's something just just in case, in case there's an injury. I don't know if he's ever really going to be that guy, but in Lehigh, he should be that guy. And so he should have that experience just in case, you know, even just during the game, you want to set him in, put him in in that spot. That could help him gain confidence, too, because I feel like his shot could be a little more accurate. The shot's good, but the accuracy, I think, needs some work. So where can you work on that? Well, in Lehigh. Absolutely. And I think you're spot on there with your point about his shot. He has been taking shots. A lot of them are missing the net completely. And um, a lot of them aren't getting through either. So I think just allowing him to get some more time and vision to be able to figure out that timing for him and positioning to make sure that those shots are more likely to hit the net and to get through it when there's traffic in front or get to the forward that's camped out in front of the net, in theory. You know, the Flyers did that on a regular basis. (laughs) But um, I think that those are exactly the kinds of things that he could work on. I think with Isaac Ratcliffe, I love, love, love that he got two games in with the Flyers. I don't know that they're going to call him back up, but I think that maybe if he could showcase a little bit more of his offensive game that's more creative and more on the skill side as opposed to the physical side, 
that he could really show the Flyers that he does have both aspects to his game. Yeah, I think that's huge. I, I, I know he had a really good shot on, I don't know if it made the throw or not last game, but one that I was like, okay, if you could do more of this, that would be good. And he does have a great wrist shot and it does need to start going in at some point. It may not be the you know degree of Tyson Forrester, but it's good. And, and I just think, yeah, if he could do that, that is the missing part of this to show the team, show everybody that, hey, yeah, I'm not just this big body guy. Because otherwise, yeah, you do get lumped in as just that, that fourth line guy and we want you to hit everybody. But I, I feel like he can be a little bit more than that. So, yeah, this is another big, big few moments for him because what if he does light it up and all of a sudden, you know, he has like a couple of huge games. They might call they might call him back up. They very well could. And I think that we'll absolutely see Morgan Frost and Cam York back up yes. when the Detroit game uh, is about to be played. But I'm not sure if or who else they will call up. Uh, we're not 100% sure on Derek Broussard yet. So, no. you know, um, and they're getting rid of the taxi squad situation after yeah. the All-Star break. So there isn't really room there. But I I'm not sure if there'll be room for anybody else to get called up. But if there is, you know, you're looking at Lena Sandine or Isaac Radcliffe, really. Yeah, and I and both have merits, although... There is that other thought that I had, and it wouldn't be great for Radcliffe, but if Broussard is ready to go back in, I might play Frost on the wing then. Because I want his offense to kick in more than I want him to play center. And I think like right now he's playing center out of necessity, and I do think it's keeping back some of his offense. I feel like if he's on the wing, he could be a little freer. Yeah, I think that's a, a really good point. And, you know, there's also, I know there's a name we haven't talked about in forever, but Patrick Brown is waiting in the wings as well. He's not going to ah. be back right away, but they are going to put him back in. We know that yeah. oh, when yeah. he's ready. So, you know, I want these guys who've gotten the call-ups to have a chance to prove their worth and maybe make a case for themselves. If nothing else, it's supposed to light a fire and and have that propel them the rest of the year in the AHL. So either way, it's a good thing. But yeah, the more they can get, the better taste, the more they'll work, the harder they'll work. Well, we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk about the All-Star Game and do a prospect profile. But first, we're going to talk about our good friends at Bet Online. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for the playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance, props, to where the next fired head coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business, from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and Play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. Thanks again for making Lockdown Flyers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Just a quick note before this segment starts. We recorded it just before the news broke that Claude Giroux would be the captain 
for the Metropolitan Division in the All-Star Game, replacing Alex Ovechkin, who is now in the COVID protocol list. We will absolutely be talking about that on tomorrow's episode. So it's the All-Star Game this weekend. We're going to be talking about that a little bit on today's show and some on tomorrow's show as well, heading into the Friday Night Skills Competition. A little bit of news on that front. I think this is actually big news that Alexander Ovechkin entered COVID protocol yesterday and is going to miss the All-Star Game. It's massive news. He We talked about him being so much fun, and he is... I dare say he's he's probably the number one guy you want to see in an All Star game, just because he gets it, and he and he he's just he's not afraid to let loose. He's not afraid to like be himself, and and I love it. And I, you know, I, I'm sad that he's not going to be there. Me too. I mean, you know, Connor McDavid is obviously the best, but he's sure. just so boring. You know? He is. There's and, no way around it. And with Ovi having the magnificent season that he's having this year, you know, he deserves to be there. He deserves every accolade and to be the center of attention, which we know he loves to do. And you're right. He is that personality that gets the all-star game going. And man, I, I hope Vegas can make up for it in some way. Yeah, I, I hope so. Uh, we did also learn that uh, Roman Yossi is in for Nathan McKinnon, who had a facial fracture and concussion. So uh, he's out. I know. So tough for McKinnon. Uh, and then they named Joe Pavelski the captain for the central team. Uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov is checking in as well in uh, replacing Adam Fox, who is hurt which again is a bummer. Yeah, that's a shame too. Yeah, he would have been great. Yeah, I think he would have been a lot of fun. He would have. The skills competition is Friday night at 7.30 on ESPN. The game itself, the three-on-three tournament, uh, starts at 3 p.m. on Saturday on ABC, which I have to tell you, I think they would be much better served to put the skills comp on the Mothership channel and put the game itself on ESPN. Absolutely. I, I, the minute I saw it, I'm like, why did they do it this way? I'll tell you why. Because probably some network executive doesn't realize which is more popular at this point. No. And especially because they're bringing back, you know, some of the more fun aspects of the skills comp this year, plus the Vegas yes. elements, which we're going to talk about. And that is where the money is in this all-star game. 100%. Yeah, if you want highlight footage, it's coming from the skills. Mm -hmm. It is. And I understand if it's, you know, the timing, but they could just switch the timing, right? Right. Like, yeah, it's not locked in. I mean, what what's the difference? I don't know. I think that is a missed opportunity on the NHL's part. They did add some extra participants to the skills competition again which is making it more of the marquee event they figured yes. they figured out a way to shoehorn trevor zegras into it which you know Perfect. i'm fine with absolutely he should be there he's the most fun young player we have right now in terms of yep. you know doing the michigan in games flipping it over the net who else who who knows what else he's capable of that he just hasn't tried in the game yeah so he'll be joining the breakaway challenge and then we have Jocelyn Lamoureux 
uh, who obviously is from the U.S. women's national team, uh, retired. Great player. Yeah, yeah great amazing player. player. And uh, Menon Rayom uh, will be participating as a goalie in the skills competition. I hope she's played in a while. Like, no, you know, no offense. Oh, no. She's, she, she's getting up there a little in years, and I'm sure she's practicing, but this is going to be hard work. Goalies, it's not fun for goalies in this. No, it, uh, I think that's partially why they bring people like her in because right. the goalies in the All-Star game have the most thankless jobs. So you might as well make them exciting and fun and, and have special guests. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, their other special guest in the goalie department is Wyatt Russell, uh, who is the child of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn and who is also an actor. You may know him from the Falcon and Winter Soldier series, amongst other things. And he, yeah, he, he was is good a goalie. Yeah, I remember when he was a legit goalie prospect. Like when I first started doing hockey back in like 2000, I think he was still in it as a prospect at that point. And then I want to say he hurt his knee or something, and that kind of really set him back. And and But again, like his dad, Kurt Russell, was a really good athlete too, and then hurt himself and became like Disney's, you know, probably most prolific actor. So, uh, you know, I think Wyatt will be able to hold his own. I looked at his age. He's older than I thought he would be. But again, hopefully doing a lot of practice. Yeah, I'm sure he gets in some games in beer league or something. Oh, yeah. So he'll he'll be fine. And obviously an actor, he'll be a good personality to have around and to make the goalie aspect of things a little bit more interesting. So we have in the skills competition uh, your usual events like fastest skater. They've got hardest shot. I did read somewhere that they tried to get Zidane Chara to come back for that, and he was like, "No, man, I'm going on vacation." But <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. I here's what I want them to do though. In the future, I want them to bring back the wooden sticks, oh. and I want them. And I want to see what guys' miles per hour are on the wooden sticks compared to the composite. I think we all would like to see that. Yeah, I think so, too. Kind of even the playing field in terms of comparing eras, that's for sure. Yes. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, they've got the accuracy competition, which uh, we'll talk about who's in what competition on tomorrow's show. But mm-hmm. my guess is that Claude Giroux will be in that because he always is in that. Somehow they always yes. assign him to that because he's good at hitting those targets. He is. Well, he's not going to be in Fastest Skater. No offense, Claude. No. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. And uh, there'll be the goalie save streak as, as part of, I think, the breakaway challenge. Oh, did I yawn during that? Sorry. <laughs> They've got to give the goalie something, right? I know. And then, like I said, the breakaway challenge where everybody gets to be creative. So that should yes. be fun. And then our two special Las Vegas events, we have the fountain face-off where they're going to go into the fountain at the Bellagio, apparently, like on mm-hmm. pontoons or something. And they'll be shooting uh, pucks at targets in the water through the spray in right. the fountain. <laughs> this is going to be wild. That'll be wild. What I have been told, though, that I kind of wondering, especially for the blackjack one, is they're supposed to be keeping like a 12-foot perimeter from the players. I don't know. When they get big crowds, we'll see. Because they're going to have big crowds for this. It's free. Like people are just going to, you know, people just walk down the strip anyhow, right? They just go to the fountains anyhow. Now you got 
now you got something really to, to watch. Yeah. And you mentioned the Blackjack event. That's the other special yeah. Las Vegas themed event. And they will be shooting at targets that are cards and trying to add up to 21 or less <laughs> you know who gets the highest score so kind of combining cards and hockey now i hope they get to shoot at like they know what they're shooting at if it's total guesswork i don't know i know they okay. they'll know what they're shooting at okay they'll see cards up kind of like i don't know they probably won't be as big as the cards you saw on Joker's Wild, but something like that with like a display. I'm gonna go. We'll say card sharks because Joker's oh, Wild, like, is yeah. that's going way yeah. back. I, but but card sharks. I think more people remember okay. that one. All right. <laughs> I sort of think of it like that punch board on The Price Is Right, where people won chances to punch into yes. a board and they pulled out cards and had some dollar figure that they won. I bet it'll be like about that size, and then the pucks will like go through there instead of punching it. Something similar to that is what I have. Oh, that's a good, yeah. Head. Cause right. Instead of bouncing off, that would mm -hmm. make sense. Yeah. That, that is my thought of how it will go. But I think both of those should be a lot of fun to watch and give them something fun to do out there that we haven't seen before. And it brings in the theme of the host city, which they don't do very often at all. Usually it's just the same thing with a different graphic design. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of what the all-star skills comp is looking like so far. And then, you know, Saturday will just be our usual three-on-three -three tournament. I don't know if they're doing anything in particular to make that more exciting, but uh, I'm not sure there is at this point. I'm not sure either. I am definitely looking forward to the skills competition and... Uh, we'll see where Claude Giroux ends up in these events, and we'll have that tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? They're going to choose the only brand they happen to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer, from expert mechanics to beginner do-it-yourselfers. They have everything you could need. They've got brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whatever you need for your car, you'll be able to find it and get your car in shape. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. It's Thursday, so it's time for our weekly prospect profile. And today we are going to look at a draft eligible prospect for the upcoming 2022 NHL draft. And today's prospect is Cole Knubel. And yes, you heard that right. That is the son of former flyer Mike Knubel. And uh, Cole is a winger slash center, but we're going to talk about that a little bit. He mm -hmm. is currently on the Fargo Force in the USHL. Uh, he's 17 years old. Right now this season, he's got 11 goals, 12 assists for 23 points in 34 games played. That's pretty good. It is. Um, he's had some time on the U18 and U17 national teams. 
and is a Notre Dame commit for the fall of 2023. So he's got one more year. Yeah, he's he's a fun player to talk to, to watch. The good thing that I had um, being able to go to the All-American game was I saw a lot of these guys at the Fall Classic, which was back in September, I think. September, October. I think it's September. And I get to see how these guys have developed from then until now. And so when I interviewed Cole, I was like, hey, what do you think you're most improved on? Because I know what it is, but I'm not going to tell you. I want to hear your answer. And he said his skating. I'm like, yeah, it really is noticeable. And when he started talking about his crossovers and getting real technical about it, you know, I knew he had done significant skating work. And then his dad, you know, pretty much told me that too. His dad, Mike, who was a longtime NHLer, played for the Rangers, now is with Grand Rapids, doing some coaching, uh, said that, you know, Cole had done extensive work on a lot of things and he just eats up the work. Like he's just, if you tell him you got to go back out there and do it five more times, he'll do it six. If you tell him he's got to do two more months of working on something, he'll do three. Like he's just that guy who wants to do that. And I, you know, and I even asked Mike, does he, did he think that he installed this work ethic in him? And he goes, maybe, but like he's taken it to a different level too. So he probably started that and, and now, you know, his son has picked that up. And so that's a big deal. He, he really does see himself as a center now. And I kind of do too. Uh, I think the work that he's done with Matt Cullen, who I think is working with the Penguins most of the time, but I guess he does a little bit with the USHL. So he worked with Fargo and, and that's a hell of a guy to, to work on with faceoffs. You remember how good Matt Cullen was on faceoffs. Oh Yeah. And the interesting thing about that was I asked him, I said, is this kind of like the Karate Kid? And like at the end of it, do you get to go up against Matt? Have you gone up against him yet? And he goes, no. He goes, but that would be kind of cool if, if some po- at some point we get to do that. Because <laughs> I'm sure Matt can still do face-offs. If he's, you know, if he's out there consulting, I'm, he's not that old. So I think it would be fun to see if, uh, if he could pull that off. But, you know, as far as scoring... For Cole, he, he he does a lot of things at speed. He could do things off the rush. Uh, in that All-American game, he did score on a backhand that was that was impressive. He admitted, hey, it's a little further away than I'd like. But the thing about the backhand that I'm excited about is when I first started watching hockey, predominantly there were three shots. Like there was the backhand, a slap shot, and a wrist shot. And that was basically it. And... A lot of guys use the backhand. And then if you remember, the backhand sort of went away. Like when one-timers got really in and snapshots got really in, back, backhanders seemed to go away. But then, and you can correct me if you see if you feel differently, um, Cole agreed with me. Uh, I just feel like as goalies got better and bigger and covered more net, you kind of have to fool them and trick them up a little. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like if you have a backhand, if you go forehand to backhand, there is this natural movement that a goalie has to make to kind of try and like stay with you and you can get it past them, whether you're going to go high or whether you're going to try and go far side. It it is one of those shots. Even sometimes the shooter doesn't know exactly where it's going to go. Yeah. You know, you talked about the face off aspect of the move to center. I think the other major part of that is creating more of a two way game. Mm -hmm. Uh, How is he doing on that side of things? He's, he's, Worked hard at it. 
from what I have seen, I would say he needs still a little work more on the physical side, and he's going to uh, have to put on some more muscle, and he's not going to be the size of, of Mike Knubel, so, but, you know, Mike also agreed with them. I, when I started talking to Mike, I said, hey, if I write that Cole's faster than you, you're not going to get mad at me, right? He goes, no, 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 because <laughs> <laughs> it's a different era, but, but Cole may not get to be as strong as Mike was, right? But I think when he goes to Notre Dame, he'll bulk up a little. I think he'll become better two-way. That became a whole conversation. I would tell people, go to EP Rinkside, read my article about it. But because um, Notre Dame had been really known for defensive hockey, and that may be changing. Uh, but still, he's going to have to be defensively responsible in the NCAA. And I think that is something he's fully capable of. I don't think he's fully there yet. But I think a lot of things are emerging at the same time with him. Like Mike basically told him, told me he felt like in the last 10 months is when he made this jump. And mm-hmm. he doesn't even know, didn't even know if he was really in the conversation as far as being a drafted prospect at that point. And yeah, now he's getting some time with the NTDP and he's playing against colleges. So he's playing up in age at times and he's playing against stronger players at times and he's up for the challenge. Well, that's really good. I'm very happy for him that he seems to be finding, you know, his niche in the game right now as he's developing. And uh, like you said, I think the path toward him going to Notre Dame, like he has a lot of runway. So he does have yes. the time to build on the skills that he needs to before he gets there. And then he has that time at Notre Dame to develop as well so i think he's like doing all of the right things yeah there's no doubt he's getting the right training he's doing the right things he's got the right work ethic he's got the right compete and you know if i'm a team i'm looking at this guy in the middle rounds and saying i i'm not even caring that he's my canoeable son i'm caring that this guy uh has a lot of upside he's young he has upside he's already good at the position if you can get him as a center in the middle rounds and he becomes, you know, uh, a second or third line center, probably a third line, that's good. I think so, too. And, you know, just in some of the preliminary rankings, he's kind of averaging out around a, a third round yeah. kind of pick. And that sounds about right to me based on what we know now on mm-hmm. him. And, you know, we'll see if he moves up a little bit or stays where he is. But definitely, as you're looking, you know, beyond who the Flyers could potentially pick in the first round, I think it's good to have some of these mid round picks in your back pocket, because you never know who's going to be available. No doubt. And and just because he looks like a center doesn't mean that, hey, some team he goes to, they're loaded at center and he has to play on wing. He's got that flexibility. If you could play center, you could play anywhere, you know, as a forward. So that's a big thing too. We'll keep track of him as we approach the draft. We'll be talking about more potential draft picks as the rest of the season goes on and we'll, you know, we'll see where the flyers end up, but they'll have a lot of options to choose from. I am sure. No doubt. That'll do it for today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow. We're going to talk more about the All-Star Game. We'll have more information on the competitions, and we'll get into the three-on-three tournament a little bit more. And then we'll talk about our midseason awards picks. Who's our pick for the Calder and for the Heart and, and all those good things? And then we'll wrap up with our gritty thing of the week. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. You can send us in mailbag questions via Twitter at Flyers, or you can email the show at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. 
I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. You made us your first listen today. Now make your next listen, Locked on Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling.